eagle flies high, way up in the sky. It sees above the human eye. A different perspective, a broader directive. In doing so, it becomes more effective. Welcome to The Legal Eagle, a podcast where I examine aspects of the law that I'm passionate about. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Thomas, and my aim is to have conversations that will empower both professionals and the everyday person on the street. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Legal Eagle podcast. In today's episode, I'll be discussing the interesting topic of spousal maintenance. I'm joined by my intern, Michelle Fernandez. Hi, Michelle. Hi, everyone, and thank you for having me on this podcast. I'm really happy to be co-hosting today's episode. I think this is a topic which may interest some, given society's increasing interest in gender equality. This is also one of those areas where some critics might even say the judicial system is too female-centric and there is no equality under the law. You know, that's right. I get a lot of men ask me, like, why is the women's charter called the women's charter? And why do wives only get wives' maintenance? Why isn't it called the men's charter? And why don't we have men tenants? I mean, fair point to these men. But, you know, let's start off with some background information. In Singapore, under the law, a court can actually order a man to pay his ex-wife maintenance, whether it's uh, in lump sum payments or monthly payments. And the amount of maintenance actually depends on a lot of different factors like earning capacity, you've got the standard of living before the marriage broke down, usually it's six months before the breakdown of the marriage, and how long the couple was married. Of course, things like income and means are, are relevant in that discussion. So spousal maintenance is always maintenance to the wife. I see. So wives do not have to pay maintenance to their ex-husbands even if they earn more? No. In such situations, the court would probably order that the husbands like won't have to pay wife maintenance given that the wife can support herself. I see. Why does the court limit the spousal maintenance to women and not men? It's a good question, Michelle. And, you know, it's, it's something that a lot of people ask and it's been debated a lot in Singapore. But the notion behind this is really to help the wives get back on their feet because culturally it was usually the women who would have to, you know, sacrifice their careers, take care of the house, of the children, and hence the lower income. But, you know, wife maintenance would probably not last until the day the wife dies. I mean, that was the traditional method, you know, until the person dies, either one of them dies or remarries. But today, the courts are really much trying to get the wife back on her two feet. And they expect that the ex-wife would start looking for a job after the divorce, so she doesn't have to rely on the ex-husband for maintenance forever, essentially. But don't you think Times have changed. I mean, nowadays, there are as many women as men in the workforce, and women usually return back to work very soon after their maternity leave. Yes, you're absolutely right, Michelle. In fact, in 2016, the Women's Charter here in Singapore was amended such that wives would be ordered to pay maintenance for their incapacitated ex-husbands. Incapacitated? What, what does that mean? Well, it essentially means that the man has a physical or mental disability or some kind of illness which prevents them from being gainfully employed. And that because of that, the ex-wife, if she's in a position to do so, has to maintain him. I see. So how is maintenance decided in other countries then? I guess that's a good question because like when you look at other countries, you know, you're always trying to look at what's the US doing, what's Australia doing, and then you kind of get a better perspective of what the, the courts are thinking about when they, they order maintenance for spouses. In Australia, for example, it's not wife maintenance, it's spousal maintenance, and they look at 
who needs maintenance at the point of the breakdown of the marriage. In the US, like if we look at the uh, New York, I've heard that maintenance can be given to both husband and wife depending on their earning capacity. And the length of the maintenance essentially differs throughout the United States. Wow, what a difference. How about any other differences in, in spousal maintenance in the jurisdictions you mentioned? So if we look at the US, from what I've heard, spousal maintenance is there for pre-divorce, during divorce, and post-divorce. So it's essentially there to cover maintenance for during the, the entire course of the divorce proceedings. That's really helpful, I guess, when it comes to uh, legal costs and making sure bills are paid and that the wife is taken care of. Well, not just the wife in the States, it's, it's the wife or the husband. So now that we are aware of how maintenance is granted in Australia and in the US, do you think we should broaden the maintenance obligations to both women and men such that women can be ordered to pay maintenance even if the husband is incapacitated under the law? As times have changed and there are as many women as men in the workforce and women are earning as much as their male counterpart. I mean, fair point. I take the view that there should just be spousal maintenance. I think this is a very old school construct that we're dealing with when it's only limited to incapacitated husbands and wife maintenance. Definitely, we are seeing the rise of women in the workforce. Women are you know, CEOs of companies in top leadership, the high echelons of company leadership. So I definitely think there is a place to just call it spousal maintenance. Advocates for the concept of wife maintenance only, they, when I speak to them, they tell me, oh, you know, well, Sarah, the, the wage gap exists. And as, as long as the wage gap exists, you need to protect women. But I, I think that's a conversation to be done like on a case-by-case basis. Like if that case requires the wife to be paid maintenance, then it should be done on the merits of the husband paying the wife and vice versa. So I'm with you, Michelle. I, I think that we should just change it to spousal maintenance. Wow, that was very good insight, Ms. Thomas. I agree with you and I think that this is definitely an area for more discussion and even more improvement. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Michelle, for co-hosting the show with me. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk about the concept of maintenance. Uh, listeners, if you have any feedback or any comments on this topic, please reach out to us at, at Sarah May Thomas LLC on Instagram. We've got all our handles there. We're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, all the different podcast platforms. So stay tuned. We'll be talking about some really interesting topics in our next episode of Let's Talk About It. Have a lovely day. Bye. Bye.